Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. I was literally biting my tongue so that I could not erupt in laughter at this guy saying, just rub the vagina. Yes, just rub, rub it, it nice and easy with your fingers and right. vagina. It's episode 41 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is author, clown, ventriloquist, and entertainer, Hillary Safran. Actual clown. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're not making fun of her. <laughs> she is a clown. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with Maggie and Matt, part of the Humans Being Human Open. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I am terrific. Mark, how are you? I'm good. Um, let's just go right into how funny old people are. Man, they are. They are really, really funny. And by old people, I mean like our parents' age. So what What are your parents, like 60-something? My dad is 68. What? Yeah, I know, dude. Jeez. He doesn't really doesn't look it, but yeah, he's 68. God, yeah, my, one, I think... One my, more year. My parents are like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's going to be a fun year. Uh, 65, 66, somewhere in there. But as far as like technology, like here, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to a, 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 a specific text in a minute, but like, like something, <laughs> it kind of yeah. goes along with this. It's like, it's like the, the quote unquote old person who has like the iPhone five and it's like ringing in church or it's Dude. ringing and they can't figure out how to turn it We off. didn't, okay. We didn't talk about this end of it, but like, uh, I, I don't, you, you probably didn't know this. We went on Sunday to Oklahoma to visit my wife's uh, family. Her granddad, who's, you know, he's 80-something years old, he was down from Kansas, and that's, you know, so we went to, like, the town that my wife grew up in, and my wife's mother was there. Obviously, that's where she lives. And my wife's grandmother was there, and then my wife's aunt. So we're talking three people that are in this age bracket and up, that that we're discussing right now, like uh, let's go like mid sixties plus, right? right? Right. And me and you didn't even talk about this, but it's funny that you introed it that way. Um, they all have iPhones, all of them, and none of them have any idea how to use any function on them. Uh, they were unaware of like one of them was like, "Hey, um, when I take a picture, how do I like?" I read a lot about like the Zoom, but like I don't know what that. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, yeah, you just pinch in like you do everything else." But uh, you know, you know, they don't know how to take screenshots, and yeah, yeah. let's ha, 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 let's laugh at old people. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. I was well, the same way when I first got an iPhone. But they, it makes me think that like, hey, I'm I'm still hip and young, uh, you know, I'm down with uh, you know the cool kids o- and whatnot. OPP, yeah. I, I'm gonna have to get like, like one of the uh, you know smartphone alternatives, like a Samsung Galaxy, right? Just to like maintain like, oh, I'm not an old. Weird well, and that, person. That's I don't why, have an iPhone. That, I have a Samsung. Well, and that's why I like to like always update my software. Like if if Gmail or whatever like changes its format, I always go with it and learn learn the new format right. instead of just sticking with what I've always sticking with what I've always done. It's just because like I think our generation is and, and younger are going to be used to always changing. I think you know, in in that part of the technology, I think is good. Like change is good. Learn something new. Like don't get stuck in your ways. I think that part of it is good. There are other bad parts, but yeah. like my my parents have the uh, they don't have iPhones. They have like the uh, the droids or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you like when you're taking a picture, if you say the word cheese, it will like snap the picture. 
right? See, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Well, so my so it's just funny to mess with him because you know, like say, my dad is like you know can't really see very good, and he's like trying to like hold it away from his eyes and see, and then he's trying to take a picture, and like he'll go, "Cheese." No, nope. like, like he's like no, like then it takes a picture and it stops and then he has to star all over like and he's like okay ready, phone undo cheese yeah like and he's like he can't figure out like and then my mom like she'll text something and like obviously if if you know autocorrect or something it, you know I I know what you mean if you say has and you meant to say had like my mom will text like I did not mean to write has I meant to write had and yes, like, and like, like <laughs> the way that like people young people like us like I will text you something and something and I feel the need to correct and autocorrect the way we do it is we just put asterisk and the right word and everyone knows what that means right. but the way an old person undoes an autocorrect is they're like <laughs> I did not mean to very clearly in the last message I meant to <laughs> use this particular word uh, however I, I perhaps believe it is necessary to like it's incredible it's like okay I get yeah. autocorrect it well, happens to and my dad language. my dad has like <laughs> he put a signature on his text and his name is his name <laughs> is his name is like urban Yes. So every every text you get, like, "Hey, Dad, did you see the Cowboys traded for such and such?" And he's like, "Yes, Urban." <laughs> <laughs> Why is that necessary? Well, he, he my dad is a minister at a church, and so sometimes he'll text like a, like uh, a guest or something, and if they don't have his okay, number, gotcha, say, I gotcha. so I okay, mean, it, it, when he explains it, it makes sense, but like. When when it's just like to a group text of like all his sons and like our mom, yeah, dad, and it's dad, like we urban, got it. and yeah. also we call you dad. Yeah, thanks, urban. <laughs> I know <laughs> I know who this is from, but anyway, okay. So let's get to um the the, the text that your dad I've, just sent you. Okay, so um I, I'm having and I love text messaging because it has changed the way that we all communicate. It's good and bad. Yes, we can have a very long drawn out argument about how it's killing interpersonal communication. Happy birthday. It makes it easy to talk to people uh, and have short burst conversations uh, to get to the point. There's no small talk. Like if I were to call you, Mark, about something, we would end up like, oh, yeah, like probably have the need to have a little bit of small talk, which kills a lot of time and productivity. Whereas I can just text you something direct and you can text it back to me. Well, this has affected the way I've talked with everyone, obviously. Uh, and I said, you know, and you can have something you don't have to like, oh, next time I talk to such and such, I got to remember to ask them this or tell them that. Well, like today, uh, my son, my oldest son ate brisket, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but he uh, has food sensory issues and he doesn't like the texture of meat, but he ate a bunch of brisket and he liked it. And so I text a picture to my, my parents and they're like, oh, that's great. Well, you know, he's officially a Texan, yada, yada. Well, my dad, out of nowhere in the middle of this, texts me with, quote, next time you are here, I need you to show me how to lace my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I responded with, I toyed with a bunch of different responses. My dad uh, sometimes doesn't get the sarc, the you know, the sarcastic written word humor. So I was like, I could make a joke, but I just responded with, um, sure. <laughs> and like twenty minutes goes by, and I guess it's, I guess he. Uh, he bought some running shoes and he wants to know how to lace them up or something. But but like uh, this this text message of next time you are here, I need you to show me how to lace my shoes. I was like, dude, how old are you? Yeah, You're you need six, to just... almost. You'll be sixty eight in September. Yeah. You know how to lace shoes better than I do. What? Uh, yeah, you've been doing a lot longer than me. What? You know, you probably should you should have texted back like, uh, Dad. You know, at this point, I think you should just go with the old Velcro yeah, shoes. You, you need to get some slippers. <laughs> yeah, you just need to get some slip on slippers. It's and time. We'll go with that. Some in, house shoes. Enjoy your sixty ninth year in comfort and style 
<laughs> All you're going to wear for a full year of your whole 69th birthday is slippers and a robe <laughs> with like nothing underneath. Man, that would be uh, uh, that would be the dream right that's there. That's my aspiration for my Dude, he's getting ready to retire. Can you believe this? And like, you know, in in the fall and they're Jeez. building a house out on the farm and uh it's blown my mind cuz I've really never known anyone that's retired like yeah. retired. Like I, you know, you know your grandparents when you're little, but it doesn't mean anything to you. But it means something to me now because I'm like right smack dab in the middle of like, well, I'm gonna work for another thirty years. But yeah. like, I know someone that's going to retire and like, hey, I woke up whenever I wanted to today. Yeah. And what'd you do? Whatever the hell I wanted yeah. to do all day long. <laughs> and what'd you not do? I didn't work. Like, I can't. It's blowing my mind that like yeah. I know someone. My father-in-law is about to retire too in August. So like this whole th- like the dichotomy of me like you know nose to the grindstone and fighting through traffic to get to work and break, break, honk, 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 smash. And like, then me knowing two people that are getting ready to like hang it up for good. I'm like, man, that's the goal. I can't wait for that. Craziness. Well, all right. So we talked about old people and retirement. That was good. Um, Yeah. Pretty engaging. So so let's get right to it. Uh, You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, yeah. The reviews. There's reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that. But what car did you get? We talked two shows about about what kind of car you're going to get, and you never revealed the car. So I ended up getting the, uh, the 2008 Chevy Malibu. Okay, it has a sunroof. See, those are good-looking cars. Dude. Yeah, it, it's uh, it, you know, it's wow, got about, this is a very, uh, very suburban. Like, I know. Oh, what what kind of fertilizer do you use on your lawn? <laughs> well, uh, the other day I tried Propane. to use charcoal, and I used this kind of starter and yeah. burned mistakes. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, Chevy Malibu, and just long story short, I've already had to spend four hundred dollars on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it for two weeks. Uh, so yeah, so it's going well. Uh, so, hey, do we have some reviews to read? We do, and we've been getting an influx of reviews since you've been being on the Everyday Paleo Show with Jason Side and Sarah Fergoso. So we've been getting a lot of reviews, and some of them are long. I don't want to read all of them because I don't want to kill all of our time. But thank you to the people who have gone out of their way to go and leave us a review. They've all been good reviews, and I would like to specifically thank our newest reviewers. That is user PLBot, which okay. could be a robot or a human. So thank you, Robot Overlord. <laughs> thank you to Girl Cop Thirty. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe we have another police officer uh, on board here. That'd be great. Thank you to M Deal Seventy Two. I'm assuming that's how that's read. You you know you're doing up reading screen names here, but and also to Haha Mamacita O Four. Ooh. Que caliente. <laughs> So thank you very much to everyone who's gone out of their way awesome. to go and leave us a good review. It helps us with the iTunes, I you know, uh, algorithm for the podcast rankings. Yeah, how they do and, that? You know, downloads combined with thises and thats and reviews. So thank you for doing this. It actually helps us, you know, get our show out there, become more popular, and talk uh, more about being human. So thank you so much. We really, truly do love you. If you haven't done it yet. Just go and just jump off a bridge because you mean absolutely nothing to me. You are dead, dead to me. To me. Dead. Um, yes. And speaking of Jason and Sarah, I'm going up there in September. They're doing a movement workshop at Jason's gym that it's already sold out, but uh, I'm flying wow. up there and I'm going to spend the weekend with Jason and Sarah. So I'm super excited about that. All right. Let's get right to it. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the nutrients, uh, multivitamin that I uh, I continue to advocate and and, um, and it's sort of an affiliate for, but only because I love it so much that the, the coupon code will be in the show notes. There's also a coupon code for $5 off for the Skinny Fat, which is their NCT coconut oil, olive oil stuff, which is great. Cook with and put in smoothies and shakes and coffee and stuff. Uh, 
YouTube channel, Facebook page, send me the kids page, send me the moms. I'm on. I need to get on my wife about. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. You knew that was gonna. Yeah, happen. I as just. <laughs> my, my own internal filter stopped that one. Uh, she needs to write another article. She's got one in the. In Dude, your the wife is like uh, single-handedly keeping our like website afloat because yeah. I'll look on the numbers and like you'll write something or I'll write something. I've written anything in a while, but it's like you know, fifty people saw this, yeah. and then, like your wife will write something. Seven thousand. Like, Twelve thousand yeah. people saw this. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Thanks well, a lot. Thanks and, for uh, and uh, we're almost to a thousand likes on the Facebook page. So if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, please go to Civilian Lifestyle Facebook page and like us. Okay. So without further ado, Hillary Safran. We talked about a lot of stuff. Including being a clown. <laughs> I was like, including uh, silence. We talk about nothing but silence. Stress Dead management, scary clowns, the midnight sun, overmedicated people, fixing problems at the root, finding humor in the situation, laughing, and learning. Here's Hillary. Joining me today on the Simply Human podcast, I'm very excited. We, we have a lot of uh, diet nutrition experts. We've had many... Uh, you know, chiropractors, people that are focused on the move pillar of the Simply Human lifestyle. We've had sleep experts on. We've had a few uh, that, that fall under that enjoy life category, but none th- uh, like this. Hillary Safran is a, is a mom. She's a Hilly the Clown. She's a ventriloquist. She's an entertainer. She's written a book uh, about how laughing is medicine. We'll talk about more of uh, that book in just a few minutes. Hillary, Welcome to the Simply Human Podcast, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about your background. I know you were three hours ahead of of me here in Texas because you were in Alaska. That's crazy. It's way up there. Are you from Alaska, or what what took you to Alaska? No. I I was born in Brooklyn. I kid you not. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, but I've I've lived um, out of New York for like thirty something years. I lived in uh, Seattle um, and Colorado, but I've also lived in Anchorage twelve years, and now I'm in the Matsu Valley. I live in Palmer, Alaska, wow. a rural agricultural kind of town. Well, that's crazy. So they're like, you know, how people have those stereotypes about Texans, like, "Will you ride your horse to school?" Like, do, do you see, like, sled dogs all over the place all the time? Is it like that up there? <laughs> no, but you do see moose. Cool. Is is the yeah. plural of moose uh, mice? M- mouse? That <laughs> moose. Would be weird. Mo- just moose, yeah. <laughs> More than one, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's easy. And, and I, I was reading on your website, which, by the way, is hillarysaffron.com, and it's H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-S-A-F-F-R-A-N.com, and I'll have that in the show notes. Uh, there's hillarysaffron.com. There is also laughterishealth.com, uh, and then I've also got pulled up here your book, Laughing in the Rain, uh, by the, uh, I guess it's Balboa Press, which I'll link to all that in the show notes. Uh, but I noticed that you have uh, three children. You said that you have survived their teenage years. And is it, do you have two girls and a boy? Yes. Because I have two girls and a boy as well. So we have that in common. Nice. So where do the, where do the girls fall? Are the, yeah. <laughs> are the girls old, the oldest or is, where is the boy in the, in the mix? The girls are 21 and 19 and the boy is 27. Okay. So the boy is the oldest. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. See, my boy is the youngest. So I'm wondering how that's going to affect him 
growing up, he, you know, being dressed up uh, as a as a Barbie <laughs> doll his whole childhood. I'm hoping that doesn't scar him too bad. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about your background and sort of uh, what what you've done in your life and sort of what's led you to to doing what you're doing now. Well, I um, I've worked in education. And I've also worked uh, more years in the social services field for my day job um, as a job development specialist, workforce specialist, uh, case manager for the Welfare to Work program. And uh, also as a single mom of three kids, because I was a single parent for most of their childhood, actually, I needed extra income because you don't make much in those fields. So I became a clown, a birthday party clown. I saw an ad in C- the Seattle Times where I was living there, be a clown will train. <laughs> and I thought, ha, huh, because other, I was teaching preschool for like $5 an hour and it's hard to make a living, you know. Right. And uh, I figured, well, I had been a theater major also and this should be natural. And wouldn't you know, it turned into 25 years of of uh, a great thing. I still do it now and then, but I, I morphed into singing telegrams, became a ventriloquist because of that. <laughs> uh, just got into a whole bunch of things, storytelling in the schools, the, the whole novelty arts thing. Right. And uh, it was a great, um, you know, it was a great help financially, but uh, it also <laughs> puts you in a different kind of mom category. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, and you and you, your friends tend to be very youth oriented people. Like I, I know people in their sixties and seventies who are doing gigs as a ventriloquist or as clowns, and they're happy people. You huh. know, good attitudes. So. Uh, I got into that whole world there, and then, of course, I had gotten to with Toastmasters and meetup groups for speakers and writers and that whole artistic thing. So um, cool. that's yeah. how I ended up getting into the yeah. field with writing a book and having a product. And right. Stuff. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about your clown. And so have you always been hilly? Was that what you were the very first time you ever were a clown? I think I started out, someone suggested hilly tunes or something, because I was musical. I would bring a guitar to birthday parties. I, mean, I was mainly a 95% birthday party clown, and right. if I was doing a corporate function, it would be, or a company picnic, I would be a balloon twister or a face painter. Right. But basically, um, yeah, hilly, you know, it's like a nickname for... Hillary, and then I just became Hilly the Clown. It was easy. Now, I guess, you know, 25 years ago when you were starting this, clowns, and okay, so when I was growing up, see, this clowns hold a special place in my heart because when I was growing up, up until I was uh, maybe six years old, my whole, like, bedroom was, cl- I mean, it was like, it, it, anything and everything clown was in my room. I mean, I, I was like the clown kid. And like, send wow. in, I have a little send in the clowns, uh, music box that still like almost yeah. makes me cry every time I listen to it just because of like the the memories oh, you know and so but see clowns unfortunately have gotten like a bad rap over uh, ever since Stephen King's yeah. It came out now everyone's scared I, of clowns like well, what how do you deal with that well on purpose especially because I would get feedback from my girls they the Auguste face which I was first trained in was pretty ugly and somebody said in a gym once ew. You're ugly. You're oh, an ugly great. clown. Of course, I'm a vain aging clown. So I immediately, with my girl's approval, went into like a doll face. So I really don't wear much makeup. It's not like okay. your regulation. Yeah. Like I would enter a clown 
convention. Is it, it kind of like a, a Raggedy Ann and Andy kind of a, a kind of a yeah, makeup? Yeah, it looks like that or a little doll, you know, so it's like a pretty clown. So it's yeah. not scary at all. Yeah. You know. Well, that, that just that yeah. stinks so bad because like my wife, I love clowns and my wife is like terrified of clowns. And I'm like, ah, what, right. what happened to clowns? Clowns are awesome. This um, that's a clown conflict right there. Yeah, you know? Yes, it is. <laughs> so it's very interesting that like you got into the field for financial reasons, but then once you, yeah. it's like it's not like you were sitting around like oh, I'm sad. I need to be happy. Right. And so after like a clown gig, do you find yourself like sort of in a better mood, or are you like completely worn out? Like, what is the sort of the uh, the ancillary effect of of like, like a clown gig? more awake because sometimes I would do, uh, and I even worked as a clown and did parties in maternity, cl- <laughs> maternity pants, oh, nice. you know, seven months pregnant, you know, <laughs> oh, there man. I was in, in different <laughs> outfits, but I would be, sometimes I could be very, very sleepy or tired, but Hey, show must go on, you know? Right. So I would give my all and then I'd be totally awake and kind of the adrenaline's going, especially <laughs> you want to do a really good job and cheer everybody up and have a good party. Cool. So, and the birthday child's the star, you know? Right. And then I started in the last few years adding ventriloquism to that. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I, I would say, I would say like, give us a little taste of ventriloquism, but in like an audio show, there's really nothing, uh, you know, since you can't see it, it's really, it wouldn't be, you know, I could just be like, well, hey, have- do what? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I have some YouTube videos oh, okay. of uh, doing ventriloquism. Yeah, yeah. On my website. Um, if you'll send those to me in an email, I will. I will link to those in the show notes as well, and uh, and send sure. those out to my to my audience. Um, let's see. Wasn't gonna... oh yeah. So let's talk about your book, uh, "Laughing in the Rain." How did you come up with the idea of the book, and just sort of without obviously, uh, you know, giving giving it away? The uh, the price, the the soft cover price is thirteen ninety nine. The ebook is three ninety nine. Um, yeah. Just telling telling people here. So what? Uh, you know, kind of give us a, a synopsis uh, of of the book. Well, I had taken a lot of stress management trainings in the social services field because it could be very tense. And also I was going through um, a very difficult time with uh, my teenage girls as a single parent. There were some unhealthy behaviors. I was in a uh, parent support group for a while and I found myself kind of making some witty comments just to break some of my own tension. Oh, there's a name for this. I'm not alone, you know. <laughs> and I ended up uh, making friends with one of the women there who was kind of witty herself, going through a horrendous time with her own daughter. Some of these uh, parents had kids in treatment centers and all of that. And then I started thinking, well, you know, I've gone through so a lot of challenges in my life, but, uh, and yes, my tear dust ducks have stretch marks. <laughs> but you know, I'm pretty healthy. Yeah, I, I realized I had pretty healthy behaviors. You know, I was still into exercise and I played in an orchestra and I did community theater. I have friends. Um, I, I just noticed I was reacting to get myself um, feeling better and less tense doing healthy behaviors. And I figured, oh, that must be pretty good. It's a good response. Because remember, I'm dealing with clients that had unhealthy reactions, uh, responses to challenges in their life. You know, dealing with some clients with alcohol or drug abuse or uh, other issues. And I figured, you know, and I do have humor and some wit. Why don't I try to help other people who might be going through some challenges to look at the bright side and do some stress relief, uh, 
yeah. activities. So what are what are some of the things that you, uh, I guess, see as you look around? You know, like when you're trained in something or when you're an expert in something, like my brother is a, is a typographer typographist and in, in, actually lives in uh, Queens and his, his, his studio is in Brooklyn. Um, oh, and, I used to live in Queens. Yeah, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, they're in Astoria. So, um, uh, and that's howdyjeff.com. That is howdyjeff.com and we'll link to that. He's my famous brother who was working with the Wahlbergs in Boston a few weeks ago. Yeah, so um, they're kind of famous. But um, yeah, so like he'll look around and see his like type and lettering and stuff, and just instantly, this is like, oh, that's terrible, or oh, that's really good. So, like, when you look around with like your stress management uh, experience and training, what are some of the problems you see? What are some of the issues uh, facing uh, our culture today? I think a lot of our culture is over medicated, and people are not getting to the root of their problems. They just want to cover it up with a band aid. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people get DUIs, you know, uh, driving while intoxicated, things like that. And if you're into some substance abuse issues, sometimes, uh, many times, that could be a result of some stresses that have not been dealt with in, in a healthier way. Right. So a lot of stress management is really healthy living. When you think about it, uh, healthy eating, exercise. Uh, getting outside, supplements, um, just just healthy living, healthy responses instead of artificial means that could be detrimental to your health or uh, emotional state. Right. Yeah. I mean, that goes uh, right along with the the whole sort of premise of the simply human lifestyle, and it's yes, uh, you know, doing things that humans were designed to do, and not you know putting band aids yep. on stuff, and not you, you know relying on. Uh, there's a quote I used to know it by heart, but some doctor uh, has a quote about how the the American society is just too reliant on the next biggest like medical breakthrough and. And instead of you know fixing the like you said the root of the problem, um, exactly yeah. So that's a that's a big that's a big thing. And to me, it's like that. Uh, there's a there's a great book I've, I mentioned it several times on this podcast. It's called Anti Fragile by Nassim Taleb, and he mentioned something like the the greatest medical breakthrough in the last sixty years has been has been no no like invention or no new medicine. It's been stop smoking. That's yes. like that's been the most that's done the most in for the health of uh, you know America or the world, and it's been like take something away that we added in that wasn't supposed to be there, and and so exactly the, yeah so it's things like that that you know so stress management I think you know and you mentioned some of them healthy living eating like so so what are some of the things uh, other things that you uh, you know advise people to do if you see that they're stressed. Also, look at the humor in a situation. Try to reframe it. Um, everything that happens does not necessarily have to be life or death. Now, I understand depression for sure, but I believe that an attitude of how to look at something, uh, you know, um, there's, there's a famous quote, um, you know, 10% of what life happens, you know, of, of life is what happens to you, but 90% is how you choose to respond. Right. So you could be in a very stressful situation. How you choose to respond or look at it could really have you manifest your, your whole being right. in, in a healthy way or unhealthy way. Right. You know, a lot of things are communication styles or, um, you know, it just, just reframing. So let's say you're very, very, um, 
tense about something, you can think, well, where's the humor in this? Or can I give this meaning? Could somebody be helped from this? Um, you know, and, and definitely looking at things in a humorous way is very healthy. And as much laughter as you can get is good for you, you know? Right. Now, I guess, well, before we before I go to there, uh, there's a YouTube video. Uh, it's called First World Problems Read by Third World People. And I'm going to link to it in the yeah. show notes. And it's a minute long. And if you haven't watched this video, it, and, you're, wow. and, and you're an American or, or in, in a country that's, you know, like where you have running water and, and, and you know, indoor yeah. plumbing and stuff, it's like basically these, you know, I think they're over in Africa somewhere. And it's like these little kids saying, you know, I get so mad when I can't remember my maid's last name when I'm trying to write her a check. Or, you know, it's, wow. it, it's like stuff like that. And... And it, oh, wow. it really kind of makes you go, oh my, like all this stuff that you just, oh, I can't find my keys. Why am I, so, I'm so mad. Oh, I can't get this stupid crib to work right. I'm trying to put this crib together. Like, really? You're going to like let that ruin your day when there are people, millions of people in the world that are like just wanting a, like some like water, you know? And, and when you really, when you think of it like that, I'm, I'm actually copying and pasting this link, uh, right now to put in the show notes but yeah you, you that that i think like if you have a problem with that like i think you should you know be uh required to watch that video like every every morning when you wake up to kind of give you oh, some, so some perspective but um so what i was going to ask was uh, as far as like the the laughter and medicine i mean have you done research have you been around uh you know any sort of uh, studies or anything uh, or anecdotally that that has shown you know people improving by laughing and finding humor in situations like what what have you sort of done in that in that area yes well there is um research that a lot of that came from the 70s from the book anatomy of an illness Dr. Norman, uh, well, he wasn't a doctor, but Norman Cousins. You ever uh, heard of that book? I haven't. It's You said it's The Anatomy of an Illness? Anatomy of an Illness, Norman Cousins. He was, um, I believe, a writer for the Washington Post. And um, he, um, he had become very ill. And what happened was he... Um, went was in the hospital but had a very understanding doctor and he ended up taking of course a lot of uh, mega doses of vitamin C and, and supplements but he also used humor for healing for himself so people couldn't visit him unless he had you know they had a funny movie or jokes or whatever and he would watch a lot of these um, comedic uh, movies and then he found that 10 minutes of a hearty belly laugh would give him two hours of pain-free sleep. And then he ended up checking himself out of the hospital because hospitals are some of the worst places to get healthy. Right. It's the only place you or could be laugh. asleep at four o'clock in the morning. They'll wake you up to uh, give you a sleeping pill. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So um, a lot of research was based on that, how laughter is really good for the immune system. And then what happened was uh, years ago... Um, I don't know if it was more than 20, whatever. There was a physician in India named Madan who. I'm sorry. Hey, Hillary, you, you cut, it, you cut, out, you cut yeah. out right when you said his name. What was, what was his name? Madan Katari. Okay, cool. Thanks. 
And yeah, and he started these laughter yoga clubs. And uh, then a psychologist here, Steve Wilson, who uh, westernized a lot of Madan Qatari's, um, you know, uh, theories, started the World Laughter Tour here. And he's, he goes all over the country doing certified laughter leader uh, <laughs> certifications. And I know that to do these um, exercises in hospitals or uh, assisted living um, facilities. Um, for So, for example, they f- the reason he does this uh, is that they found that simulated laughter leads to stimulated laughter and would have the same physiological effects. So it's like they found laughter being like an inward jogging. Yeah, activity. so like, or just, yeah, just like system. even if you're in a bad mood, just go, <laughs> just like. Yeah, they would do these. Yeah. yeah, these bizarre exercises like here's the Hawaiian laughter, you know, aloha, ha, 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 ha. and then right. people would realize this is so silly and then start to really laugh, right. but have these very beneficial health effects. Well, that's interesting too because there's a, a study that was done a long time ago that uh, it's like if you put a pencil or a pen or something in your teeth and you like bite down on it, so you're sort of forced to smile. That yeah, just that that. Even if it's not like a genuine smile, you, people feel that like they, then they do like these perception survey deals, and they all the people just felt happier, felt you know just better. It's kind of the same thing. Like if you stand up straight, make yourself stand up straight, you have more confidence. So there's there's you know there's there's all sorts of uh, science and data out there showing that you know you know physical stuff can change mental, and I don't think that's you know. That's how it's supposed to work. And people, instead of like laughing, I can, I can just see the people out there going, you know what? Okay, let's figure out what happens chemically inside the brain and the body when we laugh. And let's try to make a pill for that. Instead of like, like what a what a waste of money and resources and time. Exactly. And all you have to do is like watch Dumb and Dumber or Tommy Boy. <laughs> like, or like, or, or call, yeah, yeah. call Hilly the Clown to come over and just like be a be goofy, you know? Like, I don't think there's like they had jesters and stuff, like you know, back in the medieval times. That, that's not, yeah, that was that happened. That was, you know, peop, that was a job for a reason because people figured out that that, you know, it was fun to laugh and and you know, we don't have to. It, it, that's the same thing goes along with, with nutrition and sleep. It's like, okay, let's figure out. You know what our what what our bodies need, and then let's figure out you know a pill to take so we can you know not have to eat, like eat real food. So yeah, it's, exactly. It's a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and to, when you think about it, to be simply human is just to be more simply real, right? And and don't be take everything that's artificial, right? Right. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, the way I, I describe it. Some people, it's like okay, you take your hand, you know, and your hand just as it is is designed to like be able to like pick up stuff and and be you know have this dexterity and that kind of thing. Well, if you're going to try to pick up you know quarters, it's pretty you know you can do it pretty easily you know with with your hand. But if you put on a big hunting glove or like a mitten, you can still do it, but it just it's just harder on you. And so, like this society that we've created around ourselves is kind of like that glove. And the simply human idea is to either take the glove off and get back to that's to the hand's original design, or if that's not possible, like you know, to take the to, you know, to take the quote proverbial glove off of like you know artificial light and and you know <laughs> heating and air conditioning and stuff like that, 
you'd have to like go live in the woods or something. Well, okay, that's not realistic for a lot of people. So you're pretty close being in rural Alaska. But um, <laughs> yeah, going from Brooklyn to rural Alaska, you are on, you are on your way to living on in a mount on just like a mountainside. Uh, it's but, so true. I used to say I came from cement, concrete, and gray crowds. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. It's a far cry. Uh, and so, but if you're not going to be able to take the glove off, so to speak, you can you can at least manipulate the glove in a way to get the to get it closer. Like whether you make the glove tighter or you put sticky tack on the glove to make it easier to pick up the quarters or whatever it is. And I think that's like the orange glasses and things like that. Like you know. Uh, and speaking of that, like sunset. Um, when we were up actually visiting my brother a couple of weeks ago, we were up in, uh, in, in Queens and it just, you know, it's just one hour time difference, but it got, it got light. The sun came up at like four o'clock in the morning and it would go down at like, you know, nine. So what, just curious up in Alaska, I mean, wh- right now, what are your days like? I mean, what's the, how, how, how much light are you getting a day? Well, we're in the land of the midnight sun, so we're getting about 18 hours of sunlight now. Wow. So what we're time? Losing, we're losing sunlight after the uh, summer solstice, right. June 21st. Right. So what, but what I'm time? not complaining. Yeah, yeah. What time does it get uh, dark and light there? Oh, maybe two in the morning and just a little dusk. Oh, it's man. not pitch black. Man, that's crazy. So People it, gardening at midnight. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, man, I can't even imagine. I know. So do you have like blackout curtains and like stuff like to help you sleep or do you just kind of, does your body just sort of adapt to it? Oh, yeah. Well, I exercise so I could sleep anywhere. <laughs> right. And, but some people... I uh, have those special blinds, but I don't need it. Yeah, yeah, man, I can't imagine that. I, I love it, and you know, here in Texas, it gets dark at like nine o'clock in the summers, and you actually have time to like go on a walk or like go do something after dinner. Whereas, like in the winter, it gets dark at you know five o'clock, and you can't really do anything. Yeah. So I can't imagine like being light until two in the morning. That's awesome. Um, it is cool. Okay, so um, is there anything else? Any other things you want to plug? Talk about your website or anything before we wrap up. Um, no, just they could find out uh, what I have uh, on the website. Anyone could email me with any questions. And also, I have a children's CD out that's a good gift item. Oh, cool. It's called Musical Hugs for the Young Child, and that's all in products on my websites. So yeah, people can find out anything they want and have links to any of the products. Cool. Yeah, speaking of that, and I'm going to link to the musical hugs for the young child, but in your opinion, like what, how important is it for kids to play and laugh and, and as far as like their development? Hugely important. Uh, and they say in research that children, healthy children, you know, you're not talking about trauma, go through, uh, laugh about 400 times a day and adults laugh 15. Does that say oh, something man. about what happens? Yeah. Well, it's it's funny too. Like in the same sort of that same vein, like you look at the mobility of kids and their flexibility, and to an extent, we're not ever supposed to lose that flexibility. And like we're supposed to be able to like no. squat down and just kind of hang out in, in a deep squat position, as, like to rest when we're old. And it's you know, but but we just sit all the time, and then you get you get stiff and your your joints get all glued up and it's kind of yeah it's that same thing like you just you get away from it's not like well you know only kids are supposed to be like that or only kids are supposed to laugh no like that's how we're designed to function at our most you know our greatest potential but somewhere along the line it's almost like there's something to that uh uh oh, what's it called the uh 
Oh, the, oh yeah, the Polar Express, you know, like you can't hear the bell ring anymore as you get older, like that kind of, <laughs> that whole magic of Christmas, there's something to that, you know, like when you get older, uh, so it's good to sort of like hang on to a lot of the things that you can't, so I wish I could go back to like my 13-year-old self and be like, stretch, move correctly, yeah. so when you're 33, you don't have to like spend an hour a day like, laying on a lacrosse ball trying to get unglued, but cool. All right. You know what's interesting? When I, when I lived in New York, think about it. Kids could you, – you're five years old. You could walk along the street and sing and be happy. If you do that as an adult, somebody thinks, oh, yeah. there's a psychological disorder. They need to go back. Yeah, like this guy the, is uh, like – yeah, yeah, just escaped from the loony bin. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah, funny. Yeah. It's funny the things that are okay for kids to do. Uh, that, you know, especially with young kids now, I always, I always laugh. Like, what if adults – you know, like when they when they got hungry, like a one or two year old does, and just starts like screaming. Like that would just be funny if, like, at a restaurant, all the adults are just like screaming and crying until their food came. Uh, <laughs> so that would be kind of and that, you know the waiters and waiters having like pat all the, all the adults on the back, like it's okay. Here's your chicken. But anyway, um, well, Hilly the clown, Hillary Saffron, I really appreciate uh, you being on. And before I let you go, I'm going to ask you a yeah. question that I've asked every guest on the Simply Human podcast, and that is, yes. what is one thing that you enjoy about life, or something that you do that to make life more enjoyable. And I bet this will be pretty easy for you. I do a lot of things to make life more enjoyable. Um, a lot of healthy activities and uh, laughter's up there. That's usually my drug of choice, right. <laughs> aside from singing. <laughs> and um, what else did you ask? <laughs> oh, just that, that's, that's it. Just what, what's something you enjoy about life? So you're yeah, laughing, singing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And um, yeah, and, and uh, learning more every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laughing and learning. I'm going to put that in. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, as you're sitting here talking about, you know, all of your, all the things that you can do, you play the guitar, and I'm like, well, I play the guitar. And, you know, you you like, you know, you know I'm, I'm assuming you like being in, being up in front of people and having a microphone in front yeah. of you, and I'm sitting here with the microphone in front of my mouth, and uh, and, and this is not something I'm, get, I'm getting paid to do. I just do this and because I enjoy it. So I'm thinking, hmm, and I, I grew up as a clown. I'm thinking... I'm probably going to be a clown someday soon because uh, I need to come up with a well, name, the though. Well, work in Washington. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could be a politician. Uh, <laughs> I need to come Those up with the evil clowns. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to come up with a name uh, like Marky the Clown or something. But there you go. Oh well. All right. Well, Hillary, I sure appreciate it. And to all the listeners out there, Hillary has been absolutely patient and kind and very understanding with my crazy schedule and trying to get scheduled and then it's just she she has put up with a lot from me on on getting this done and I really appreciate you uh and your uh your I guess flexibility and understanding that you've had with me (laughs) you're so kind you're so kind you're you're a wonderful uncomplicated human there There you go go. there it is (laughs) awesome well i sure appreciate it and hopefully we'll have you back on the show at some point in the future you bet thank you so much for having me you're listening to the simply human podcast thank you hillary and we'll obviously have all her stuff linked in the uh the show notes that first world problems video we talked about will be linked in the show notes i suggest everybody uh in the world, in, in the in the first world, and not in the third world. If yeah, you, if you're living in the third world, you're not uh, those listening. Probably, those probably aren't that funny to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watering the foundation. That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, so check that video out. It will it will change your perspective. Um, moving on to the humans being human segment, we've got another uh, humans being human open. Uh, I met Maggie and Matt at Paleo FX. Um, they came to my talk, and we've uh, been emailing back and forth. And when they uh, they're they're loyal listeners and supporters of uh, Simply Human Lifestyle, and he emailed me a, a, a story uh, briefly. Didn't tell me the whole thing, but. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, it's funny because it has to do with uh, orangutans having sex. So, uh, here's, well, then that's all the teas you need. Here's Maggie and Matt. Joining us today on the Humans Being Human Open, it is Maggie and Matt, a couple that I met right after my talk at Paleo FX in the spring. And Maggie, you know, it, it, that seems like a long time ago, and you were pregnant then, and you're still pregnant. Are you... Are you going for the all-time record of, of pregnancy? Are you going for like 80 weeks, or is it is it yeah. coming up near the end here? It's a noble effort, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't complain at all either, so it, it's been fantastic. Awesome, and it's your first first child. Perfect. Yep, and so y'all have done, uh, we've been in contact back and forth, and y'all are y'all are doing it right, and uh, and are going to bring this. Ch- is, it a, is it a boy or girl? Do you mind, you mind sharing with our audience? We're having a baby girl. Girl! Yes, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, with, lead girl first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely get that one out of the way. So yeah, I, as you know, with two daughters, I can only say, and I'm actually going to get my daughters tomorrow. They've been at their grandma's all week, and so man, you're gonna have fun with them. I can't wait to go see them. I, it's been a week, and I'm I'm missing them terribly. Right. Okay. Well, you know, we we announced the humans being human open, and uh, Matt, you emailed me, and sort of you know, summarize the story that you had. And I was like, okay, you know, and I will say we have had people email and I will just write back. Yeah, thanks. That's, you know, maybe we'll try to get that one on at some point uh, that aren't, you know, because it's got to have some promise. Right. And yours had lots of promise. Because, I like to think so. Yeah. I, I thought it would fit right in when, when you announced the, the humans being human open. And I just thought it'd be a great opportunity for, for us to get on and support you and tell a pretty pretty good story as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so I kind of know the basics, but but take us back to the beginning and sort of where does this all start? Right. So this was about seven years ago. It was right after Maggie and I had started dating. Like a month in. Uh, wow. I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. Maggie was living in Richmond, and my parents were actually in, in Tennessee. So we had kind of had, everybody had to, had to have their the meeting, right? The parents have to meet the girlfriend. Sure. So my parents were in D.C. visiting me. Maggie comes up from Richmond, and we decide, you know, what, what better way than, than to enjoy a beautiful D.C. day than you go to the, the National Zoo. You know, it's it's free. It's run by the Smithsonian. It's it's great. You just go walk around, and it's fantastic. And it's so already it's, kind of like a meet the parents kind of feel. Is already there's some anxiety. There's some nervousness. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. the nerves are there, right? Everybody's staying in my condo here, so my parents are sleeping in my room. Maggie and I are sleeping in the guest bedroom, but I'm sleeping on the floor. Right. You know? Supposedly, right. 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 So uh, it, it's all it's all that normal meet the parents awkwardness, right? right. You haven't introduced a girl to your parents in a very long time. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. A little bit of yeah. pressure. A little bit of pressure. Yeah. So, oh, is that so? That's that right? You uh, you had hadn't had a girlfriend in a long time. Is that what yeah. she's saying? Yeah, and he just hadn't introduced anybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had tons of girlfriends. That wasn't the issue. I, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling some pressure being the first girl to be introduced in a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now you've got you're kind of like going into the job interview as well. Right. Mm-hmm. It's usually it's usually more awkward for the guy because like it's to me like. 
you know, I had two brothers and like to me, me the girl meeting the parents is more like, okay, I hope this girl likes my parents and not, I hope my parents likes this girl. Right. But like with the guy, it's like the parents better like the guy or yeah. it ain't going to happen. I know that's how I'm going to be with, with my daughters. Yeah, if I don't like the guy, he's out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. So we're having a, a beautiful day. We're walking around the zoo. Everybody seems to be getting along great. And we're making our way through the, the monkey house at the zoo. All right. I like where this is going. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's fun. My parents are walking, you know, 10 feet, 15 feet ahead of us, chatting. And we're, we're behind chatting. It's crowded. You know, it's a normal summer day here in D.C. And all the monkeys are, are fun. You know, they're fun to watch. And the sweet, normal sweet. monkey hijinks you would anticipate would be at worst, what, monkeys, you know, flinging some poop yeah, or... Eating their own poop or something. Yeah, doing, doing embarrassing things that we can all get a chuckle out of, but... About halfway through the monkey house, you get to the orangutan area, and out of kind of the corner of our eyes, we're approaching it. Maggie and I kind of see two orangutans, and they are—they're uh, primates being primates. Yeah. Uh, they're, oh, they they're were. Going to town. Were they wrestling? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, they're—they're they're what maybe your kids would think would be wrestling, <laughs> but they're—they're they're trying to make a little baby orangutan. <laughs> oh man! And like the uncle orangutan is like standing off in the corner with like a yeah, little awkwardly right. They are yeah. certainly not alone in their cage, <laughs> and they are certainly not alone in this building as they're surrounded by all kinds of people on the other side, mm-hmm. you know, watching and walking around with their kids. <laughs> it starts, and you're like, okay, you know, that's I mean, nature. That's, yeah, yeah, cool. Right. And, then, and then they basically proceed to work their way through the orangutan Kama Sutra and try every <laughs> monkey position you can possibly think of. Unbelievable. Hanging from <laughs> the different different uh, ropes and things. Right. I mean, it was it, crazy. It was, orangutan, it was nearly orangutan porn. It, it, was, <laughs> it was awkward. Like, after like 60 seconds, they changed positions. It was crazy. The guy like runs over and like gets like a little whip that's hanging off of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing like on a hook. Like, wait a second. I thought... This is this is out of hand. Oh my gosh! Okay, so the, 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 did y'all so just we had, so you know we're we're behind my parents and they're they've exited before us. So we're we're kind of thinking to ourselves, you know, there's there's no way they saw what we saw, right? They were ahead of us. Surely, yeah. yeah clearly, you know, my my parents didn't see this. You know, they no. And then we had to spend the, the rest of the day and certainly the moments right afterward in this awkward kind of did. Did they just see that? I feel like they did. Did, did they was, see it? There was an awkward air. Right? Would, would they talk about it? Well, we're not going to talk about it. So would they talk about it? And, of course, the rest of the day had to have that lingering in the, so in you the never, air behind you, it. So you never did, like, bring it up or talk uh, about unless, it. Unless my parents are, you know, two of your tens of listeners, they they will not know until they hear this that we even <laughs> noticed or that they noticed. So. That's hilarious. Well, see, like, it, you know, if you're with, like, friends or something, you're just like, hey, look at those monkeys. Ha, ha, ha. But, like, right. in, already, in an already kind of, like, you know, like a sexually tense thing where it's like, you know, you're already having like sleep on the floor and there's like this man, woman. Right. That's like the whole point of meeting the parents is like this, you know, and then you have these monkeys. And that is one way, you know, people are always like, you know, monkeys are, are, you know, our closest, you know, relatives genetically. Well, in, in one way I can say that I am, I am very much different than a monkey. (laughs) I can, I can never be like, well, Jen, let's try to make a baby. And then like, you're like, in like a surgery room with like a observation deck. <laughs> There's like I don't care who's here. We're just going to get down to business. Yeah, let's do it. It's like a scene out of like Game of Thrones or something. Right. We're at like a wedding feast and then there's two people just making a baby on the table. Yeah. 
So they ne- so y'all never did talk. So that maybe like the next time y'all talk, maybe while you know Maggie's in labor, you can say, "Hey, I bet those two orangutans had to go through something a lot like this." <laughs> time to clear the air, mom and dad. Let's figure this out. <laughs> while they're like awkwardly in the the delivery room, like, wait a second, why are y'all even in here? <laughs> Remember when you told me where babies come from? Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I find it's come full circle. And actually, <laughs> speaking of, we, we, you know, off air, we were talking a little bit about my wife's three different, very different labors. Actually, her first one, uh, there was some like, there's a nursing school at the hospital where we delivered, and like mid labor, somebody came in and was like, you know, asked Jen, like, got her consent. Do you mind if you know some nursing students come in? And, you know, she's in the middle of labor. She's just like, what? I don't care, whatever. Do, do You know, and so this, like, these, like, six nursing students just, like, came in and were, like, watching. They had their little clipboards and were, like, were, like watching this this thing unfolding. Like, I, you know, they're all looking wide-eyed, like, maybe we shouldn't be in nursing anymore. Right. This, is, <laughs> this is not what, how I thought this was going to go. Why is she screaming so much? Yeah, yeah. Is this supposed to be like this? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, that is that is greatness. So that goes right along with we talked about monkey poop. Uh, we talked about monkey sex. Uh, we talked about uh, monkey labor. So this was really that you, you hit all of the requirements of a humans being human open. <laughs> we story. tried, Mark. We, yeah. we didn't want to. You set that bar high. We <laughs> wanted to make sure we cleared it. And I'm I'm sad. I know Rick uh, has to work tonight, or uh, he would have been on the show. And it's always good to have Rick's cackle right. in the background. So. All right. Well, I, so, I as a fellow law enforcement officer, make sure you pass uh, my appreciation on to Rick for what he does. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I and he uh, he you know dittos that back back to you as well. So um, cool, guys. Well, guess what? We did it. This is right about ten minutes, and uh, you know we were able to stretch out a monkey sex story for ten minutes. So kudos to us. Right. Awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate you. Thanks for being loyal listeners and and uh, followers of the Simply Human lifestyle. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Absolutely, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie and Matt. And you, too, can be on the Humans Being Human Open. Wait, I can? Well, you've already been on. Oh, okay. Uh, I I guess you could. Uh, So we have a few more. I know Tim Wacker is going to be on the Humans Being Human. Sean Bird is scheduled. All these are listeners. So if you have a funny story, uh, embarrassing, outrageous, incredible, any sort of story that you think would would be good to, to show... Uh, to tell on the show. Adam Brennan had a great story, uh, and, and he's going to be on again next week. Uh, we'll wrap up his uh, Humans Being Human segment next week. But uh, anyway, uh, so that was good. So now it's time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, uh, something you can do right now, today, to start uh, being a more healthy human, and it is don't fall for the gimmick. Um you know, if you are living an unhealthy lifestyle, or or better way to say that, I think is like a non a non human. You're, you're you're more towards the non human spectrum than human as far as the our design and what we're supposed to to do and how we're supposed to live. You know, if you're if you're getting terrible sleep and you're chronically stressed, you're always like upset or mad, and you're eating a lot of, a lot of processed foods, and you're not really focused. Uh, you know, on on being healthy, and then you're gonna take like a supplement or like a, a an extract of something, or like a you know, there's the infomercial where you sprinkle something on your food. Don't change anything. You don't have to diet or exercise. Just sprinkle this on your food, and it'll be fine. Like, and you'll lose weight. I'm sorry. That is complete bull butter. 
uh, as my Bull roommate butter, huh? Cliff Compton used to say, instead of well. the other the other thing. Um, and so, you know, if you're going to spend money on that, just know that there are probably a thousand other things that you can do or stop doing that won't cost you any money that will have a tenfold or a hundredfold effect in your system than some, you know, extract or some weird powder. Unless and it's that, cocaine. That, you definitely lose weight if you take cocaine. Yeah. Everyone do coke. You know, you're hitting on something that's, you know, as I'm like an advocate for the human being. Like, you're not really, like, you know, you're a special case, Mark. You've always been in good shape and always been, you know, this and that and, you know, great. I was a fat you know, kid. I, Let's not forget that. Well, in like seventh grade and you have your old uh, rec center ID to prove that in seventh grade <laughs> you were fat. But I was a fat Seventh grader, I was a fat tenth grader, I was a fat college freshman, I was twenty two year old. You know, twenty-two, I was yeah. fat twenty-five. You know, I am someone who I have fallen for probably every gimmick there is. If you name it, I've probably bought it, I've probably taken it, and I have failed with it. I'm dead serious. Slim fast, Xenadrine, uh Rip Fuel, uh, all of this crap. I've bought all of it. And um, some of them might work for a time or two and they fade out. But especially with some of these, like uh, you know, some of these supplement things they make you feel like crap they make your heart feel like it's beating out of your chest they make you incredibly thirsty and just all edgy and you can't sleep and there's nothing that you need to buy today right now on whatever day you're happily listening to this there and, and you're deciding today is the day you want to make a change there is nothing you need to run out to the store to buy right now and spend any money on additional money to be a healthy human being you just have to walk more often and you have to uh, eat more human foods. That's whole foods. That's vegetables. That's fruits. And that's meats and eggs and things like that. And it's and cutting out non-human food. Yeah. It's cutting out like you're, you're going to go to the grocery store and buy food anyway. Okay. So instead of buying the frozen pizza, just go one aisle over and buy some vegetables or some meat or something. And I'm telling you, as someone who uh, has bought all the way into this, my diet as in not diet like I hate that word diet. The food that I eat now is so much more overall satisfying that I eat whole human foods than it ever was when I was burgers and fries and pizzas and garbage and crap and ice cream and all this stuff. It's so much better than it is uh, than than it is. Uh, than it was before. Right. And it, that means that I'm not hungry. That means I feel good about myself because I know that I'm making good change. It goes all the way. I'm sleeping better. I have more energy. I am 34 years old and I am content to say that every single day I'm in better condition and better shape than I was the day before it. Not very many people in their mid thirties would admit to that. And uh, it costs me no money. I do a lot of running I uh, work out at the gym at work. I don't spend all this money on this or that or this special or that special equipment, supplement, nothing. I just eat whole foods and I am smarter about the ways that I move and uh, that I relieve stress. That's all you have to do. You don't have to buy into some green coffee tea extract pill smack. No, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah, like like wrap your your stomach in cellophane thing or like all that stuff is just... Like anything that says you don't have to change anything and you'll get healthy is is totally it should be criminal. Well, and, and I think we all, as human beings, especially as like American human beings that are the Americans listening to this show, we all understand that because we want change without change. We want the benefits of change without the having the self discovery of change. And I think we all know, you know, you you could have told me ten years ago, like, hey, this pill it'll make you skinny without changing anything you do. And my brain knows that's not true. 
But the impulse part of my brain's like, oh, what if it does? What if it works? What if it works? We're looking for the quick fix. Well, sometimes it's not necessarily about the destination as much as it is about the journey. Right. And I can't tell you enough about I've learned about myself. I've learned things about my family. I've learned things about how I work through this kind of journey. And you don't want to skip that. It's about the whole trip from point A to point B, not just about getting to B as fast as you can. Right. And so really, don't fall for the gimmick. Don't yeah. So fall don't. For that's it. the tip. Don't fall for the gimmick. And also, like, if you want, if you're searching for that one thing that will that will change everything, there is one thing, and that one thing is deciding to be healthy and you wanting to do it. If you, cause if you don't want to, then it's never going to happen. I, I, I can't stress this enough. And it, it, it's not as difficult as it sounds. It sounds like when you're in the bottom of that mountain that you're looking up at the top of Kilimanjaro, but it really isn't. It's about incremental steps. It's about doing, making smarter choices. And it's not about, well, today I've got to go, you know, run 20 miles or whatever. You don't have to do any of that. Okay. There's smarter ways to do it. And you just have to Join, you know, the first step of climbing a mountain is taking that first step, and that's really what it is. Right. It's not and spe- as difficult. And speaking as it of the journey, not the destination, I am. Uh, and Rick, I was going to get your quickly get your feedback on. Yes. You know, I'm I'm in the middle of sort of constructing a 21 day, what I'm calling a simply human reset. Indeed, you are. And I like. Do you? I mean, what what do you think of that? I think you're on like day. I mean, you're not obviously doing it, but this is like it's basically a path. It's not like do this for 21 days and then you'll be healthy. It's basically a path to kind of get you thinking about It's like a jump start almost. Yeah, and then like into and this lifestyle. It's a so path, to speak. it's a path to a path that right. you're going to stay on forever. It's not like an end all be all. So I, have you found it helpful like uh You know, the things that I struggle with that I know I struggle with uh and everyone has their struggles, but like I know posture is one thing. You can probably tell the way I've run, the way I've always walked. Uh, somebody said it I think in one of our episodes a couple of episodes ago they used to walk like a fat person they they carried their shoulders slumped over like they're ashamed of of what they look like I'm not sure where I got that maybe our show maybe some other show but uh uh improving posture just something simple like that I'm noticing a difference already yeah, just cool. little tiny things like this that maybe you don't think about but will have drastic improvement on on your everyday cool. quality of life yeah and we'll uh w- when that's completed I'll uh you know it's gonna come with a shopping list and some other stuff so that's gonna be uh, a, a a service that I will provide um once it's completed we'll we'll roll that out and have some more information about how you can uh, get on the simple human reset all right that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Coming up next time, boy, we have a, a really fun uh, episode next time. The, the The title of the show is going to be something along the lines of Gabby Lewis and Eating Crickets. And pretty, pretty, pretty gross. Yeah, well, and it's it's really, really cool interview, and we had a lot of fun with Gabby. Um, but that's coming up next show. We've got Dan Party coming up. We've got... Um, Chris Masterjohn, Google him. Oh yeah, hey. Uh, he's he's going to be on. Him. Yeah, he's going to be on the show sometime in August. Um, uh, and maybe actually even the beginning of September. We're kind of booked way far ahead right now. Um, but we got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Our year anniversary is coming up on September 21st. I don't want to tease it too early, but we're going to have a special guest in next show. Oh, great. Yeah. His <laughs> name rhymes with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> we're going to try to get Shaquille O'Neal on the show. Uh, <laughs> I really am going to try. We really should. That yeah. would be really funny if we actually meet uh, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to him. Okay. So anyway, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. All the stuff is there. The coupon code for the nutrients and skinny fat. If you have any questions about anything that we've talked about that you can't fine just email me um if you have any feedback uh, for the show you'd, you'd like to have this person on or try to talk more about x subject or whatever uh please let us know um 
follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52. Like the Facebook page. Uh, follow or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, I think that's everything. Uh, so, let's see. Rick, is there anything that you can think of that we've left out? We read the reviews. Um, no, I think that's everything, man. I, I think, think that, we're good. Uh, that makes a show. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, quote, Next time you are here, I need you to show me how to lace my shoes. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourselves.